You hear me? Yeah. You hear me? Miraculous. Yeah. Miraculous. I just said that. I just said that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. What's up? Hello. The most uh oh oh shit. I thought I thought you passed your COVID test. I did. It's because I gotta blow my nose. Don't mean I got COVID, right? Right? Uh-huh. First you had to have the COVID test to get your pipes checked out. Yeah. What was the second? Why why did you get a second COVID test, Ed? Mr. and Mrs. America, this is Joey, formerly Joey Buns. Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea. Zed Sheehan for Colony Confidential. Welcome you to another episode of Colony Confidential. Cool. Good to see you, sir. So, a lot going on. Some new COVID stuff going on. Possible shutdowns. The world's going to hell in a handbasket for the second time in nine months. So, did you have a good time at the party? I had a great time. The party was a great time. Um, It was something that was needed. It was not an easy decision. I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision for you to go. Uh, It wasn't an easy decision for us to do it. But I just felt like, how in the hell can we ask these people to continue to go to work every day, go into extremely high-risk situations in hospitals and in healthcare? Hazardous, hazardous. Yeah, and look, we're following all the proper PPE and everything. But how can I say, hey, Ed, I know that you service the hospital five days a week, uh, but we're not going to have this company meeting because of COVID, right? How did, right. What kind of message do you put forward to the team? It was tough, though, because... You put a message that you're a candy ass. To a certain extent, yes. And there's a lot of potential fallout from this, right? And it's one, it wasn't an easy decision, but I need morale to at least be somewhat... I can't have it being bad. And I think it was great. It further reminded me and Chris why we do team member engagement or employee engagement, but why we, we started focusing heavy on this about five or six years ago. New people to the company even came in Monday and Tuesday and were like, I really wasn't expecting it to be that much of a family, right? And it's because they started work for us during COVID. So none of them had ever experienced even a company meeting where we were all together face to face because there's a ton of camaraderie when we get together that doesn't come across on a Zoom company meeting, right? There's not the joking, there's nothing like that. So you were there, you witnessed how many people were actually hugging and there was a lot of love at that event and it just drove home the fact that it was definitely the right decision and we're going to ride the rest of 2020 out on a high. Like it doesn't matter the, the the team, everybody in each department is, is thrilled. Everybody that was there, they had such a great time. You know, certain people that are like hard, hard, hard asses, you know, one of them, I think he hugged and kissed everybody. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was just really good. It was the most expensive holiday dinner ever. And I, I'm That's okay. cause I had too many drinks. <laughs> you know, after after I went downstairs, I thought Michael was coming down. I was going to give him a lift home. Then he didn't come down. I said, "Out of hell!" But I walked around. 
uh, Wall Street and, and where me and grandpa used to work and across the street from that building, we got on the contract. I just said, oh, I started to feel like it was Christmas. Then I, then I walked down by, I had to go down Rector Street by uh, Trinity Church. Mm-hmm. I think this guy was having his way with some woman up against the wall there. Well, thanks for that. I kept walking. I didn't stop to, you know, take a good look. So you got your colonoscopy. Oh, you got your COVID test for the pipe cleaning like two weeks ago, and then you got yeah. one this week. Why'd you get one this week, Sheen? Just to be sure that you know, because everybody is, everybody you talk to, oh, you went out. Oh, uh, my friend, I won't mention his name, but you know who he is. His wife told him that he shouldn't go into the restaurant for breakfast. So we said, okay, uh, we were going to get, he was going to get food and we were going to eat in my car. I told him, I'm not eating in a car. But I said, you know, in a restaurant, we're probably two and a half feet apart. In a car, we're right on top of each other. So we can't go, you can't go now for breakfast. However, my friend, the young, youthful and vibrant Norman Root, we had breakfast yesterday, and him, him and, and him and uh, Jeff, they don't care. I told you, you might care next week if they close down indoor dining. <laughs> well, anyway, listen, it's it's a uh, it's a shitstorm. If you're gonna stay in and do nothing and suck your thumb and eat yourself up, eh, that's fine too. I think if your line of work or your life allows for you to do that, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just feel we are, we are essential frontline workers, right? Um, yeah. Without pest control, hospitals would be worried way more about the other diseases that pests cause than COVID. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fact. It would be a different worry, but it'd be a serious concern. I can't say this enough. To have your company and your team doing this day in and day out for nine months and to keep using COVID as a reason not to do stuff for them is bad for morale and it's bad for business, right? The summer barbecue, they canceled it literally seven days beforehand. It was going to be at Belmont. I just, it, it, it was a tough decision. And literally up until Friday, there were conversations around, is this the right thing? And it wasn't because we didn't know, right? This person saying, do you think that's a good thing to do? Oh, you're going to do it in Manhattan. Oh, this, that. How's everybody going to get there? What if this? What if that? All the bullshit noise, right? That as a business owner, you have to realize, really as a person, right? But you have to realize what to listen to. And the rest you got to block out. And anytime you hear something like this, you should immediately fucking block it out. Anytime you hear that squeaky bullshit, just don't listen. When everybody's saying the shit every place you turn, you get mad. That's what I did. I'm like, fuck it. Then you tell them, I don't feel any different than I felt Saturday. Oh, it takes seven to ten days before it attacks you. And I feel like Neville Chamberlain, remember him? Yeah. I feel like I'm waving a piece of paper, peace in our time. And he got hit by a sign of paper. I got my paper! <laughs> Out of, so, Ed was forced to get the COVID test. Come on, man. I got to pull these things out of you. It wasn't your choice. What'd you say? I said, so when are you going for your colonoscopy? And I figure it's about six years. I think, well, I believe you're supposed to get it when you're around 40s now. 
Really? I don't know. I wish you didn't go sooner because we could have went like and got a two for one and held each other's hand in the bed, you know? <laughs> yeah. We could and we could have did a podcast. Yes. How many guys did a podcast when they're getting a colonoscopy? At least two. Unfortunately, they knock you out. This might be a one man show. <laughs> <laughs> so with the colonoscopy, right? You had to drink that drink that made you know made you very loose yes yeah you know that drink every year it gets better and better you got these little little vials mm-hmm. two little vials you mix them with eight ounces of what of 16 ounces of water you drink one the afternoon before 4 30 that afternoon then you got to get up the next day monday you got to drink one at 4 30 a.m the second one not that bad the first one brew. Real rough, not rough. It just it works pretty quick, and then uh, you got a, a car service pick you up, take you there, drop you off, blah blah blah. So let me ask you a question: After you get it all done and said, does it take a while to get back to like normal or like because it cleans you completely out, right? The juice. Yeah, I'll tell you something. It, it, it's something to say about uh, there's people that eat like one meal a day and they have more energy. You sit there for a while, you hooked up to the blood pressure and stuff. I guess when your blood pressure and all the other stuff is okay, you can leave. And um, you get home, you could walk around, but you're just like, ugh. And then you, you sleep for a couple of hours, and then the next day you wake up. I don't know what it was, but you can't do enough work. I mean, I'm, it's been a long time since I worked eight hours. <laughs> I was out in the yard doing this down there, and I go, I can't believe all the shit I got done. So... I, I think there's a lot to be said by not eating so much, of which I um, unfortunately do not prescribe to, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to get one after. I'm going to do a bunch of stuff after. After what? I don't know, but that's where I'm stopping. You know what freaks you out? First time I went, no problem. I think it was the second time. He goes, oh, come on in. I want to show you something. They take pictures the inside the colon. And I said, what's that dot there? He goes, I had to cut out a little polyp. I got a polyp. I'm like, what is this? Like, you, you, you caught a shark or something? Anyway, he was thrilled. So they get, he comes by this time. He's a cool guy, Sam. And he goes, good news, no problem. I said, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> there's a report, there's pictures inside them. I just don't like the part of going to sleep. You don't know what kind of funny business is happening. I don't know Sam's background or anything, but... Well, if it makes you feel any better, this is the fourth time I did it. I always felt good when I woke up. So this is the fourth time and you're still not pregnant. That's positive. (laughs) No. No. No polyps anymore. So there's a famous place in Brooklyn. It's It's a neighborhood. It's like two or three blocks in Diker Heights that does amazing Christmas light shows. One guy started it with his home. One of his kids had some rare form of cancer and they do it for Make-A-Wish and it's all for giving back to certain charities. But we've been doing this, geez, since my kids were born and before that we kind of did it sporadically. We walk around, some of the houses have Santa Claus, some of the houses have other characters. You take pictures with them. They have uh, neighborhood choirs singing. Just really good time, and I, I, we always look forward to it. And then afterwards, 
we would go to a restaurant, Tommaso's on 86th Street, right? Maybe like five minutes away. And the food there is good, but they had singers, like traditional Italian opera singers. And we went there. My sister used to live there. So we went there once and the kids loved it. We loved it. And it became a tradition. Sadly, because of the masks and them having to wear a mask, they can't sing with the mask on. So there's no singers. So we need singers. I don't know if we're going to end up going there still. I spoke to our friend that recently retired in Florida. Yes, I, I've been on the internet with him just recently. And uh, he was just telling me what Florida's like and people are still being smart and whatnot. But he just said that they're handling it differently and they're not shutting everything down. And even though numbers are spiking there, they're spiking in a different way. How are they spiking in a different way? You're not having as many intubations. You're not having as many people on, you know, intubations on the, on the respirators and the breathing machines. Um, and I think it's more of a, it's more of a non-at-risk population from what I understand, like younger people or whatever the case is. But either way, it's very easy to play Monday morning quarterback after decisions are made. First of all, you can't blame anybody for any decisions made between March 16th and June right? Because it was changing. We were learning about it every single day. Right, you can, right. and there will be people blamed for it the same way it always happens, but people made the best decisions with the information they had. And, and back then, especially, everything was changing day to day. I want to know, whatever happened to the theory of risk and reward? You know, Death is usually not part of the risk when you're looking for a reward. But here, look, let's talk about economics, okay? You don't have to pay rent. You, you got no money. I understand that. But me as a landlord, what do I got to pay taxes then? Let's shut everything down. Listen, 110%. And why is Congress still getting paid? I don't know. I'm going to talk to my friend, Chuck Schumer. I'm just saying, there's a lot of things that don't make any sense. So I hope this wakes the world up. You know, thankfully, we just get to sit and talk shits and giggles on this podcast, and we don't have to make these decisions, and we get to break some of the rules if, as long as we don't get caught, right? Which we never do. <laughs> anyway, you, your Christmas present came today. Cool. Yeah, the dogs went after the guy. He's wearing a red suit with a big white beard. What do you want for Christmas? I don't know. I have everything. How about a pipe? <laughs> oh, my goodness. The, one of the guys that works for us, the kid from the Bronx, he, he smokes a pipe now. Oh, that's the guy. Good, nice guy, friendly. He was sitting across from that guy, Nick. Yeah, Nick is his friend. He got Nick the job with us. Oh, okay. Nick, Nick got some interesting facial uh, artwork. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not on his face, thankfully. But that's what happens when your best friend is an aspiring tattoo artist and you are the uh, canvas. His muse. His muse. <laughs> and that, super, you know what? That's a good guy. That guy, Akeem, is, uh, is a chef. Loves to cook. Do that's you know that? Action, yeah, I do. He used to work oh, for Bobby okay. Flay. For who? One of Bobby Flay's restaurants. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, obviously with COVID, no more. He was doing, he was working for us part-time 
and for them full-time, and now he's full-time with us. We spoke to Paul Giannamore. Yeah, because of him, thank you, Paul. I bought a, a bunch of Exxon stock. At 32, last I looked, it was at 41, and it pays almost 9% dividend. Cool. Dips again, I'm gonna grab some more. 9% dividend is good just for that, no? No shit. At nine, nine percent, uh, eight years, your money doubles at nine percent. A little under eight years. Eight years, eight nines is 72. Magic number 72. So you, you keep the money in there for eight years and whatever you put in, as long as they keep, you know, who the hell knows? We could be at war with China. Make COVID look like a piece of cake. Who the hell knows? Let's be more optimistic. We're going to crush it in 2002. Yes. The only thing I can think of that would rhyme is we're going to the zoo in 2002. It's 2021, so can you fucking figure something out for, you know, 19 years after the one you just thought of? 2022? 2021. So why does 2022, 19 years after 2021? You said we're going to the zoo in 2002. Oh, oh, did I? It's going <laughs> to... King is yeah, over, believe... here we come! <laughs> Holy shit! All right. You know what the best thing about that? It doesn't matter because that's so natural and so fucking real. It is never not hilarious. Right. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. I, oh, King's father. Listen, already, getting I, inoculated first, so it's good to be yeah, in a nursing home. I was up there last week. What, checking out what beds were available? I got, a, no, I, I got the blueprints of the place. I know how to get out. Nice, nice. <laughs> So you saw that video, the, the picture that I sent you yesterday of the humpback whale with the friggin' uh, Statue of Liberty, right? I get that whole email from the good governor every, every Monday through Friday. We're supposed to get like almost 200,000 vaccines and it's gonna be frontline workers, truly healthcare. And half of that I think is gonna go towards nursing home staff and patients. Oh, right, right, right. 200,000 is not that much. And how come England did it yesterday? We're America. What the hell were you? I would imagine some of that goes to the highest bidder at this time. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, personally, I don't really know. Like, if, if, if you're a company and you made it here in America, I wouldn't allow you to ship it out if I was the president, right? You can't ship it out of the country. The country first. I agree with you in this case. My friend, my friend Norman's going to be the first online. What I got the word, if you just wait, be a regular doctor, you're probably not going to get it until uh, May or June. Uh, but if you go to somebody like a heart specialist and, and he gives you a note saying this guy needs it, you probably get it a lot quicker. I think I, so truly, at-risk people should get it first, period. No, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, if it, that's, if it's truly about saving human life, then 
that's how it goes. I think saving lives. You're overlooking part of the people that they say are essential workers, and they're really not. The like, politicians, politicians. Well, politicians are essential in the sense that they are making the decisions. The people aren't really making decisions. So if you lose one of them, somebody's got to step into place, right? I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't know if the fucking world is ready, though. <laughs> <laughs> but and 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 they, that's fine because they're super protected. They probably got inoculated fucking months ago anyway. So they got their colonoscopies. Yeah, said yeah. colonoscopies and all of that. But um, I don't know. It's a tough decision. I don't envy those making it because regardless of the decision they made, they're going to be criticized for it. You know. Listen, listen. Um. Uh, my theory is you're in charge, you weigh all the facts as you see them, and whatever decision you make, somebody's going to be, oh, I would have never did that. I, oh, how could you do that? And there's going to be people say you made the right decision. You just have to go what you felt at the time was the right decision. You know what never ceases to amaze me? Certain issues, we are so opposite on, and we are both believe our points and we can't understand how the other really thinks differently. It just never ceases to amaze me how often that happens. Yeah, but we don't start cursing and rioting and stuff if people disagree with us. Oh, that's not true. You riot? No, but we curse. Yeah, we and curse. If, if people ever saw you and I in a disagreement, would they think <laughs> there was a riot going on? No, just maybe somebody might, just no, no, you need more than two people for a riot. Okay, here's a better question. Would they call the cops? Probably. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it just, it's, it's. And I would do exactly what the cops said. You would? Yeah. I don't know about that. Put your hands up, lay down, whatever. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't try I to. First thing I would say to the cops is get the fuck away from us is a family matter. I would say I would I would engage the cops in a more political uh, conversation. You but you you had great experiences with the police as a child. Yeah, that's because I had rosary beads in my pocket and they always let me go. Yeah, well, anyway, we're from two different times, but we won't get too crazy about that. Um. So. All right, I'll get up and come by you. I'll help All you right. move the fucking thing you made me move back. Excuse, excuse me. The, the fucking thing that you helped me move, we moved it together. We moved it together, ladies and gentlemen. He went and got the contraption. I did all the heavy lifting. This mechanism that picked up this gigantic pot, clamped what, on it. What did you need me for then? Because you had to push on the other end to, to get it tilted. You know what? And you held I'm it. gonna let you go with your story. Fuck it. Yes. Listen, listen. I, I see you. I see you hurt. I couldn't have done it without you. That's right. <laughs> Woo. All right. Listen, I gotta. I actually gotta go do some work. I'm right. I'm mailing out Christmas cards now. Mister and Miss America, all the ships at sea. Ed Sheehan for Colony Confidential. Thank you once again for listening to this riotous chat. Stay safe out there. Be smart, don't be crazy.
Don't panic. We're going to get through this. So we meet again. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, formerly Joey Buns, currently Joseph, the brains of the operation. Thanks for listening while Ed and I catch up on Christmas and all things COVID. Um, I want to make sure that you guys understand we just put out some really great episodes on mergers and acquisitions. Always fun talking with Paul. We have episodes coming out on customer service as well as going over reviews and how to get them for your company. More Meet the PMP episodes. Just stay tuned. A lot of good stuff coming out for the holidays. What up, everybody? It's Joe Sheehan, formerly Joey Buns from Colony Confidential Podcast. Do you know why I don't go by Joey Buns anymore? If you answered no, then you're missing out on everything we got going on on social media. Go check us out and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, as well as other social media platforms. Tune in for updates and videos of what goes on behind the scenes of the podcast. And I want to thank you again for listening. Now let's go.